Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, I read the Small Favors book, by the way. Oh, did you? I very much enjoyed it. Did you? Okay. It's a one and done, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Oh, good. Yes. Right? Because so many fantasy books, it's like... Everything's a series now. Everything's a series. This one was one and done. Okay. That's good. I gave it four stars. Ah, okay. It was it was an intriguing story. It definitely, like, you didn't find... It's definitely fantasy. Okay. But it's not it's not a hard fantasy. It's yeah. definitely light. It, okay. It's more so that there are these almost, like, monstrous elements mm-hmm. versus, like, hardcore fantasy gotcha um there's a fun little like romance in there mm-hmm. um and it just it was it was interesting okay i really i enjoyed it i liked how it played out and it also had one of those endings that it was like good mm-hmm. but didn't like go too far yeah. in terms of like wrapping up everything in a bow mm-hmm. so it kind of like it like left it in a spot where you're like, oh, there's still so much more for them to go, but like mm-hmm. you're hopeful. Okay, that's you, good. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it four stars. It was a very enjoyable read. Good. Went really quickly, even though it's like a really yeah. thick book. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, oh my god, this book's amazing. So just an enjoyable, very enjoyable, that's solid. Good. I think so. Good. You been reading anything fun? I think I have like seven books that I've like read a chapter in and I'm just like, I don't feel like reading right now. Like I've been trying to find something since that feather book. That was super delightful, but I haven't read anything since then. So you should come look at my stock. Yeah. I have so many library books and so many new books that I bought recently. I have like five library books, I think still. And I'm just like, I'm going to return them all. And then when I feel like reading again, I'm just going to re check them out because none of them had weights so oh that's good yeah so i'm just gonna return them because i think they're all past due at this point yeah i've just been holding on to them i have one called the cherry robbers that Mm -hmm. i was on a wait list for and i got but i read like two chapters and i'm like this is just not i think it's gonna be a good book it's not something i want to read right now so i'm doing like i'm like i'm just gonna return it and yeah maybe another day Mm -hmm. come right back around i know but it's hard being like emotional readers. I know. Like, like I don't yeah. know how else to. I have to be in the mood for it. Exactly. We're mood readers. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. <laughs> You're like, what am I in the mood for? So I'm reading a book for a book club called In Five Years right now, mm-hmm. which I have until Wednesday <laughs> to finish. So 48 hours yep. left. Um, luckily, it's a short one, but it's super interesting idea. The girl is in, she's like, Late 20s, mm-hmm. perfect life, like corporate lawyer, just got engaged to the perfect guy, all the things, right? Um, she goes to sleep on like the night she like had this big job interview and then got engaged, mm-hmm. um, wakes up and she spends an hour in her future five years from then. Mm. One hour. And it's like... She doesn't recognize where she lives. She doesn't recognize the guy she's with. She doesn't re- <laughs> like all of these crazy things. And then she wakes up and she's back in her normal life. That would be so interesting. And then the impact. I'm I'm only I literally just read the first two chapters. Like the next chapter is the one where she wakes up and is in her like future life. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and then it just goes from there. It's like, what's the impact of seeing? 
where the current trajectory of your life is going. That's just one hour in the future. That's insane and bizarre and like right? crazy. That's a really cool concept. Yes. I'll, um, I don't know what my weight is. I'll, I'll tell you how it is. And then if not, you can, or if it's good, yeah, you can throw it on. I got it from the library super quick. So I don't imagine there's a huge wait list. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's exciting. That's a good one. Um, this is, it's not random. It's related. Um, okay. It, well, related to Akatar. <laughs> <laughs> Have you started the new Netflix show Sandman? I watched the first episode last night. I am like weirdly in love with the main actor. The Sandman actor? Yes. He, he is very handsome. He gives me like Asriel vibes. <gasps> yeah. It's like that, that jawline. Oh, God, that jaw. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm like in <laughs> love with this guy. Like generally I don't go for like the stick thin guys. Yeah. But he I'm is in, very thin. I'm in love with this man. He is very handsome. And he's like, I know this is not like his normal voice because yeah. he's it's like super I know, <laughs> but I'm so here for it. I was like, please, sir, be be my man in real life. Oh, my god. Not goodness. that my husband does not have an amazing voice and body, but. But it's not quite. It's not that deep. Not that deep. <laughs> oh, there was like a Sarah J. Mass article. Oh, really? Recently. Hold on. Yeah. Let me. I hadn't actually had a chance to read it. I wasn't sure if you did, but she had a recent interview. Yeah, so this is from um, the New York Times. So she has a New York Times article. Oh, that's why I haven't read it, because I don't have access to New York Times. Mm. But she had an article on the New York, or there was like an article or a piece about her. Oh, okay. In the New York Times. Gotcha. Which I cannot read. I don't have access either. (sighs) Listeners... Does anybody have access to the New York Times that wants to share? Can you screenshot the article and DM it to us on Instagram, please? Yeah. I was going to say the one thing that I can see, like, because it pulls up, like, a little bit of the article. Um, Oh, well, I didn't know this. FYI, J stands for Janet and Sarah J. Mass. I didn't know that. Janet is a funny name. That's not what I would have thought the J stood for. No. I don't know. I, I feel like I it was like one of those. It. I don't either. <laughs> I'm glad she just has the J. I know. <laughs> um, But yeah, so her one quote that does pull up, it says, I decided I wanted to be heavily involved in the TV show adaptation process because it just seemed like a new creative mountain for me to climb. That's oh, and I, just, I like that quote. I like that quote too. Mm-hmm. So anywho... That happens. Yeah. So maybe if anybody has access to New York Times, let us know what the article's about. Share. Share with your sisters. Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 10 Mm -hmm. of A Court of Silver Flame, season five for (laughs) us. Um, We're doing chapters 40 through 43, and we're going to call this episode The Troves. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Um, what do you think about this set of chapters? Um, long chapters for long. sure. <laughs> great spice. Oh yeah. Great combos. I felt like there was mm-hmm. so much insightfulness into like the way people were thinking. Yeah. It was just interesting. A lot happened. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's start with chapter 40. Summary is Nesta visits a blacksmith as part of her training, which has gotten very focused and intense. What are your thoughts? I love how serious Cassian takes training. Just the fact that like he wants Nesta and all the females to really appreciate and understand everything about a sword before they're even able to pick one up. Right. And I just I love that. He's like he wants them to understand like what goes into making it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. Well, and I appreciate that they're also taking it seriously. Yeah. Especially Nesta. Because I feel like Nesta up to this point hasn't like gone it, it all in on anything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, we knew she was passionate about like dancing when she was a child. But it's like since then I'm like, Nesta, what do you like care about? Right. And she's, she's gone hard. Yeah. Caring about this one, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off with them going to that blacksmith yep. to, um, see how the swords are made, like you mentioned. Yep. And, um. It just winds up being Cassian and Nesta. Yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Cassian had invited all the females, but nobody else wanted to come or could come. Yeah. So. So, and like, hopefully someone else can in the future, but so far just her mm-hmm. and Cassian. And the blacksmith was like a little hesitant. Yeah. And I appreciated that Nesta was like, 
extra like she put on an extra kind face for him to try and get him to help she said like whatever you can show me and whatever free time you had would be much appreciated i'm like when was the last time she was that polite to anybody i know (laughs) um so they go in and they get to see how the sword is made and then she gets to participate Mm -hmm. in making a sword and hammering it and forging it and all that good stuff yeah she just asked him like if she can try it and i was I don't know if I was surprised or like not surprised in that fashion. Like I feel like she's one of those people that wants to be hands on. Yeah. But because of how polite and how almost like watchful she was over the whole thing, I was surprised she wanted to like take part in it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But the blacksmith, he like shows her how to hit the metal and he's like really kind and gentle with her, yeah. which is like so sweet. Um, and like the fire's crackling this whole time and Mm -hmm. Nesta's just like trying to breathe through it which Mm -hmm. I mean we know why she's struggling but like Cassian notices and he's like trying to figure out why but he's impressed that she's like working through it so like this is a good it's a good interaction it's a super good interaction Mm -hmm. and so she gets to practice with like a sword and a dagger and then like a great sword like a big sword and she's like not bad at it either no she's just Going to town, getting into a rhythm. And I think part of the reason why maybe the blacksmith was like so open to her is I just I wonder what his like perception is of like a random female showing up at his door being like, show me how to make a sword. He's like, you're probably not going to take this seriously. You're probably not going to tear. You're going to waste my time. And I Mm -hmm. think he could read how invested Nesta was off of this. And I think that's why we went from just a casual sword to him being like, oh, let me also show you how to do it with a dagger and Mm -hmm. show you how to do it with a great sword. So I don't know. It's just a really cool experience, I feel like, for her. Yeah. Like a nice little field trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. What else? So we're back at training. Mm-hmm. And Nesta is hyper-focused, even more so than before. Yeah. Because probably their field trip, like, renewed that fire within her. And they get a visitor at training. Mm-hmm. Lucian. I know. I was so surprised. I was like, this is not at all who I expected. No. Yeah. Um, but he is back and he is like surprised to see Nesta's actually training. It's yeah. He's like, Farrah told me she was training, but like I didn't you know, I don't I didn't really think she was training. Yeah. So but it's, he says to Cassie, and he says, I wonder if there are some things that should not be awoken. Um, okay. Yeah, because Nesta is freaking going to town. Like, this whole, like, last chunk, I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah, she's just, like, smashing a log, essentially. Yeah, well, more than that, she's, like, embedding her power almost into this log. Yeah. It says, Nesta threw another series of punches, and Cassian knew she was leading up to the knockout blow. Two left jabs and a right hook that slammed into the wood so hard it splintered. Which, like, okay, to punch a, like, a tree log and splinter it, that's a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, and then she stopped. Slowly she straightened, fist lowering, steam rippling through her teeth as she turned. He caught a flicker of silver fire in her eyes, then it vanished. Cassian was already walking to the wood beam. A small disc of impact lay in its center through the padding all the way to the wood itself. So, like, she literally broke this thing to its core it's crazy and it glowed cassian raised shaking fingers to it to the burn mark it's still sparking like an ember the entire wood block was smoldering from within he touched his palm to it the wood was cold as ice the block dissolved into a pile of cinders cassian stared in stunned silence the smoking wood hissing in the rain that's like okay that where's this where's this power coming from like this was She's never done this before. And Lucian's response of mother spare you all. Accurate. accurate. Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder though, cause so we talked before about like Lucian and his eye and it's like, mm-hmm. what does it actually like see and mm. perceive? So that's another part of me is like, can he see her power more so? Or like what, what is, does he see something in Nesta that the others don't like, Ooh. is there something I don't know. Cause we still don't know what like that. eye. Yeah. I'm assuming gives him like hyper. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. We, we don't know what it is. I know. We have no idea. So it's like, does your eye tell you something that we don't know? Yeah. Lucian? Share with the crowd. I know. 
Anywho, so that's chapter 40. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I did want to point out, like, the when we're back at the um, the blacksmith and mm-hmm. Ness is, like, going to town on, like, beating the swords, whatever. Yep. It reminded me of Farah like, unleashing herself to paint. Mm. I was like, this is the first time I've ever seen both sisters just, like, so completely entranced with, like, their art quote unquote whatever the work is that they're doing right that it's i was like they actually have a similarity in like how they acted yeah. you know what i mean it was just like this buildup of like like because it says what is it she pounded her sword to a music no one but she could hear and i'm just like i just yeah. picture her unleashing everything just like i pictured farah kind of like unleashing everything with mm-hmm. painting and i was like this is the first time i've ever thought of them as similar yeah and so I just thought that was really interesting. That is such a good call out, Sarah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Chapter 41. Yeah. So two very different moments in this chapter. This yeah. might have been one where, again, why was this not two chapters? She always does this. I feel like all her smut <laughs> chapters like have this long they have lead up. have to of- have some kind oh. of other piece, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but summary is Helion helps ward the mask. And Cassian and Nesta find themselves entangled once more. Mm. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, so Helion's here, and Nesta still has, like, no desire for him, which <laughs> cracks me up because, like, nobody rejects this guy. Exactly. I'm like, girl. I know. Come on. But she does have some desire for Cassian. Mm-mm-mm. All the spice. So much spice. I loved it. Um, and I love the entrance Helion makes. Yes! On a freaking Pegasus? That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, and it was also kind of fun, like, hearing about this, like, Pegasus history, about how they're so rare. Yep. And how, like, Helion used to, like, breed them, and, like, Mm -hmm. still kind of does, but Amarantha, like, killed a bunch of them, and you're like, whoa. She's terrible. She is terrible. But whenever we get, like, histories, like, it was the same thing with the Kelpie, right? We got a whole Kelpie history, and then a Kelpie came into play. So I'm just like... Okay, we got our Pegasus history. Yep. Where is a Pegasus going to come in again in the future? That flag has been raised for me now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking out for you, Pegasus. Um, and we start and uh, we start this chapter and like we're not at we're not in Valaris. No, we're at the Hewn City. Right. Which I was like, wait, why would they take Helion there? Does he not know about Valaris? And then I was like, oh yeah, the Autumn Court soldiers. That's why he's there. Yes. Once we get a little further in. Well, course. but also I feel like Reese is so used to doing business yeah. in the Hewn City when it comes to like with the other right. courts. So that's also probably part of it. But mm-hmm. yes, the Autumn Soldiers. Um, So Helion is there for those two reasons. He's going to mm-hmm. check out the Autumn Court Soldiers and help them ward the mask. So first he um goes and he helps kind of like assess right. those Autumn Court, court Soldiers and kind of comes to the conclusion of like they are under some kind of like it's not an enchantment but it's some kind of like brain brain fog control kind of thing right and then that's when everyone's like oh shit yes brie allen has the crown Mm -hmm. because that's the only like explanation for an enchantment that's not an enchantment that's controlling somebody right um so yikes yikes indeed Mm-hmm. Yeah, Farah says the crown, part of the dread trove. Mm-hmm. And then she just launches into telling Helion everything. Right, which I think I'm a, Helion is learned. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume he knows about the troves, but there's also that piece where it's like the troves like keep themselves from being known. Right. So there's also very clear like trust here of them being like, okay, Helion, we got to bring you up to speed now. Right. And, and speaking so- of, we, we totally skipped the part Farah and Reese tell him about her being pregnant. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So they're really trusting Helion. They honestly, they trust him with everything aside from the fact that, like, what I think there was like one thing that they didn't tell him, but it wasn't even like a big deal. It was something about Eris. Oh, that he wants to be High Lord. Yeah, that's what it is. But like everything else they're trusting him with. So, like, this is a huge step for them. Yeah. Um, so that's scary. Mm hmm. We, you know, bring Helion up to speed. And part of that is also mentioning the mask. Yep. That is here. And so, you know, they let him know that they need his help, basically. Yep. That Reese's wards, like, yep. did nothing. Mm-hmm. That Nesta was still able to walk in, still able to break through. So 
the fact that someone made can so easily go through those wards is disconcerting because that means Brianna could get through them as right. well. So they want to have Helion help Nesta set up wards that make it so. Right. Even someone who's made would not be able to break through. Yeah. Which is a huge task. It is. I really, I also just want to point out, like, I don't know if this, if Helion just brings this out of everybody, but there's so much more sexual banter and innuendo <laughs> in everyone. Yeah. And it just, it was cracking me up. I definitely think there's something about his presence. Yeah. That just like. It brings it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which on that note, so Feyre and Reese are being very flirtatious for each yes. other. And I just had such a sad moment for Cassian who's watching this. And he goes, he couldn't help the pang in his chest at the casual intimacy, the blatant affection and love, a far cry from just sex. Hmm. Poor Cassian. Oh, man. And so they go to visit Nesta. Yep. And again, Nesta, like, doesn't even give a second glance to Helion. And he's just kind of, like, a little startled again that... (laughs) I'm sure it like irritates him and catches him off guard. Let's be honest. Yeah, truly. She's like polite, but she's just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. And he calls her Lady Nesta, mm-hmm. which like, I just picture her like sitting there hearing this and she's like peering around him to, to look like- at Cassian. <laughs> and she says, now I understand why you find the title grating. And it's yeah. just like, it, she's totally ignoring. She really is. Helion. And the just- like shoulder lean looking. She totally. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Helion is phased, but he carries on and he helps her create wards. Mm -hmm. And essentially what they ended up doing is they keyed them to Nesta's blood. So the only person who can unlock these wards is Nesta. Right. Well, he wants to teach her how to unlock it. Yes. And she says no. Yes. Which everybody kind of like is stunned in silence. And then she... Like we we know why because right? she's terrified of using it for herself. But exactly. then she she does come up with a good reason. Like, well, if you know, I'm caught and right. they get this information, so Reese just steps in and is like, okay, tell me, and then if you ever need to know, I will tell I'll you. Pass that on, yeah. So, so Nesta's the only one who can open it, right? But even she doesn't know mm-hmm. how, right? Which is a good level of defense. Mm-hmm. And let's see, uh, what else is happening? Oh, I did want to point out that like. When they show Helion the mask, it impacts him so differently than oh, everybody yeah. else. He like she like takes this cover off of it and he just looks at it. He says, You truly wore this and lived. It wasn't a question meant to be answered. He said, Cover it again, please. I can't stand it. And Reese is like, It affects you that much. And he says, Doesn't it rake its cold claws down your senses? Which I'm like, mm. I feel like nobody else has had this kind of reaction. No. And Ferris says says that basically like we don't it hasn't been affecting us like this and he said perhaps an ancestor of mine once used it and the warning of its cost is imprinted upon my blood mm. which i just thought was like really interesting that is very interesting and we know sjm mm-hmm. does not put details in for no reason <laughs> so what does it mean um which okay on a side note listeners sarah and i have said this before is sometimes we'll like ask questions about mm-hmm. things that we know are coming in the future. But with this being the last Akatar book, mm-hmm. like genuinely, I feel like I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, how is this going to come <laughs> in the next book? I don't know. I don't have the answers for these questions and it drives me crazy. I know. Um, so anywho. Yeah. Let's see. So um, Helion, you know, helps them out and then they kind of have like a team meeting, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. And so they come to the conclusion that um, Cassian and Nesta are going to go talk to Eris now Mm -hmm. that they know kind of what's going on with those soldiers. And I think it's funny that, like, Reese is like, Nesta, Mm -hmm. you tag along. He says, because you savor playing the game. He says, but it's your choice. Which I like that now that she's, you know, doing what she's supposed to do, it's now again her choice to do things. Which... We're That's back great. to a point where they're not dictating her life as yes. much. They are mm-hmm. opening her. They're giving her options. Yes. So that's good. I think I think so. Because mm-hmm. it's like, again, it was an intervention. Mm-hmm. It's not, I am your controller and master right. from here on out. Mm-hmm. So that's a very good thing. Yeah. But she's up for it, mm-hmm. essentially. And then Asriel's like, okay, well, I'm going to go check out, you know, Brianna and the Crown. 
And Feyre and Reese are like, uh-uh. Yeah. No, thank you. You are not doing that. We cannot risk it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you notice about, like, Az's reaction here? I... It's like, I feel like he doesn't understand, like, when he's told no. It's like, okay, you say no, but, like, really, I'm doing it. And they're like, right. no, this is a command. Yeah, they're like, no, this is a no-no. Right. And he even, like, he goes to Reese, and he's like, you agree with her? And he's like, yes, she is your high lady. Like, yeah. you can't just undermine, like, my spouse here, bro. Right. So I was very surprised at his, like, want to, like, push back on it. Yeah. I do appreciate how Reese, like, supports the people he's empowered to make decisions. Because we see this later also with, like, Amryn, Mm -hmm. where they're questioning Amryn on stuff. And he's like, what Amryn says goes, boys. Like, I gave her this power. She's my number two for a reason. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I just, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's a very good sign of that, like, delegation of power. It is. Um, So, yeah. Azriel's pissed. Mm -hmm. Is the moral of that story. (laughs) And um, I think that is it until we get to an evening in Nesta's room, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of pivot. Yes. And Nesta's in bed reading and Cassian, um, he goes to see her basically. And he says, what are you reading today? And she says, a brief history of the great sieges of Ocean. Mm. And he goes, not a romance, which... I just I love that he like is surprised that yeah she, well I mean I'm surprised that she's not reading a romance like Agreed. who don't you want to read romances at night all but, of us want to read romances yes well um, at this point it was during the day that's later true. on she yeah because she points that out she said um she said I realized after you left me the dance of the battle that there's a great deal left for me to learn last night I asked the house to give me something you might read he said why she said, what's the point in learning fighting techniques if I don't know their true purpose and uses? You'd train me into a weapon, and I'd be just that, someone else's weapon. I want to know how to wield it, myself, I mean, and others. And he says, you plan on leading an army, Ness? She says, not an army, but perhaps a small unit of females. He goes, the priestesses, which I'm just like, oh my gosh. She says, I don't know if they join me, but there are others out there, I'm sure, who might. I'm immortal now, or as close to it as possible. I have nothing but time to plan far into the future. His chest tightened, planning for the future. It was a hell of a good sign. That's so sweet. Oh, it, like, makes my heart so happy. It makes my heart so happy. Like, I love that she wants to form, like, this unit of female warriors, whether it's the priestesses or any warriors. She's inspired. She's so inspired. And, like, she's planning a future. Like, this is huge. That is huge. That is showing that someone is pulling themselves out of a spiral. Yes. And I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. So then it's later in the evening, it's after dinner, and Cassian, and Nesta didn't join them for dinner, so right. Cassian's like, I'm going to go check on her, and she's in bed, now reading a romance. Mm, yes. Because the those war books are for the daytime. Yes. Romance is for night. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I can get behind that. Um, but she, he's checking in on her, and as he's about to like leave, mm-hmm. she says, and I'm imagining her saying this like so quietly. Yes. Um, she asks, was it not good for you? And I'm like, oh, mm. no, that's sad. These two. And I'm, I'm glad they're talking right now. But I'm like, y'all just assume the worst in each other. I know. You really do. And so she thinks that since he like left after sex, that it wasn't good. And he hasn't sought her out. And he's like, well, but you, you've been training. And she's like, but you haven't sought me out at all. Like, I would right. want to do this, too. I enjoyed it. And so... It's a funny little conversation. Mm-hmm. And it naturally mm-hmm. leads into sexy talk, which I just, I love Cassian. Yes. Cassian has all the right words at all the time. Yes. All the time. He No, he's definitely the best sexy talk foreplay person I've ever experienced, read, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, Cass. Yes. Um, don't know where you learned it, but <laughs> thank whoever helped bring that to your... Thank you, SJM, yeah, for teaching us. True. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder... Okay. Maybe this is a weird thought. <laughs> SJM must have a wonderful sex life. Because it's like, how do you... Like, or just a great imagination. I'm assuming her husband is wonderful. I, I assume, but I don't know. It could just Maybe be one not. of those things that you just like in your head, you're like too nervous to vocalize that you Maybe. want to do. Cause I feel like there's plenty of people like that. They either have like weird fetishes or they're just like true. scared of foreplay. Cause they don't know, like they're scared of being judged. That's true. 
So, like, maybe this is all in her head, but I feel like her husband has to read this and be like, is this what you want? Yeah. So it's like, if her husband is not doing this already, I imagine he is going to. Yes. (laughs) Another reason why we should get our husbands to read this book, (laughs) which, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. This is important. Um, I feel like this has to be shared on our Instagram, but the, I think it was Andy sent me a TikTok and it's this old guy, or was it, um, yeah. Here, look at this. It's this old man reading Mist and Fury in the middle of an airport. He's like like a 50-year-old white dude. Yeah. Nerdy white dude. Yeah. Just reading Mist and Fury. That's great. In the middle. I'm just like, how did you come to be? I don't know. I don't know. That's not a book I would ever recommend to a 50-year-old man. That's hilarious. It just made me laugh. I was like, and I know you're not on TikTok. So I was like, oh my God, wait, Sarah needs to see this. (laughs) But it... That video made me laugh so hard. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywho, anything you want to highlight about this delightful sexy time? How many chili spices do you give it? Mm, I was I was questioning. I was like, is this a, a three or a four? I felt like it was a four. I literally put three question mark, maybe four. Yeah. It was 3.5? Yeah, we'll go 3.5. Yeah. I just liked that. Like, he was wanting her to compare herself versus himself, and she was the same way. And she was just, I felt like she was putting herself in charge. She was like, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to touch anything. You I just love watch. It. I was so here for it. I was so enjoying it. Because it felt like Cassian was initiating that. And then she was yeah. like, I'm taking the power back here. Yeah. You need to cool it. Mm-hmm. I also love, like, she says, I want you unleashed. And I feel like we got Cassian unleashed. Yes. And I loved it mm-hmm. every moment. Anything else you want to highlight with sexy time? No, it's just all the spice. I was like, wowzers. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, I do think it was interesting, though. So they have delightful first round of sexy time. Yep. And the response is like from both of them. They're like, I still need more. And yeah. I'm like... Y'all are so into each other. Oh my gosh. You're so into each other. Yes. Why are we still doing just sex? Yes. Like you wanting more is not just like, it's not the just sex. No. Although round two was great also. And also like, like, I feel like they can recoup for round two like very quickly. Again, I think it has to be the Faye like response. Yeah. But anywho, um, but no, I, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, chapter 42? Yep. All right. Um, <clears throat> this was a yikes for me. Yeah. Um, new dread troves are introduced and their impact discussed. Mm. What'd you notice? Nesta made cursed swords. Like, <laughs> like holy crap. <sighs> the conversation at the end of this chapter, though, with Amryn pushing Reese to become High King, it totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, especially with her persistence, because mm-hmm. that's not really something that we've seen from her. No, she's never been like, it hasn't felt like she's been like power hungry. No. But she was having power hungry vibes. Yeah. It was a really odd conversation. I Is thought. something wrong with Amarin? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely weird. Yeah. But it gets, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so we start at the river house. Cassian's been summoned first thing in the morning. And Poor guy. I know. a long night. I know. And like the, he mentions, it's like, okay, well, this is just sex, but we realize that mm-hmm. we need to do this more often, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he goes to the uh, river house and he knows that his scent obviously is, or Nesta scents all over him. And yep. as in Cass, or as in Reese don't say anything, but like Amran narrows her eyes at him. And <laughs> you know, she's questioning it, but she like, doesn't say anything. Oops. Yep. At least they're all, for now, being polite about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason Reese called them there is because the blacksmith came by in a panic, saying the blades were cursed. Mm-hmm. And it's those three blades that Nesta hammered on. The sword, the dagger, and the great sword. Mm-hmm. And Reese and Amrin are kind of having like a moment. They're like, wait, is it... Do, eh? Is it what we think it is? And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, yeah, this, I, it has to be what we think it is. Yep. And Amber kind of explains that, like, these have to be, like, new tropes. Like, Nesta put her cauldron power mm-hmm. into these blades, and they are new tropes. In the same way that, like, um, like Gwydion mm-hmm. was, which we know is, like, that, like, lost sword that, like, pairs with right. Asriel's dagger. Um, so it's... 
new, new tropes. Yeah. And there hasn't been a magic sword in 10,000 years. <laughs> like, like, that's what? a long time. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, Amor kind of explains that it was only like really great powers that could do that. It was these high priestesses that used the cauldron and it's like, mm-hmm. that was the only way that those things happened before. Yeah. Nesta just casually in a blacksmith's forge whipped out three new troves. Three new troves. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody's response is so interesting because Cassian's like, great. Yeah. We can use these. Mm-hmm. We can win battles with these. And Amran is like very skeptical of Nesta mm-hmm. and how she will interact with these because she's like extremely distrustful of mm-hmm. Nesta at this point, which it's sad to see how that relationship has changed. Yeah. But what are you what are you noticing? Uh, well, Amran tells them like they should not touch these swords. Yeah. Because I think they went to like open them and like, not like, even touch them. Yeah. Do not touch them. Um. And Asriel, he's kind of telling them, like, people will kill for this power. Either mm-hmm. kill her to stop it or kill us to capture her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is not good. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was interesting that Amran doesn't want them to tell Nesta about yeah. the troves. I was she like, thinks Nesta's just going to be spiteful about it somehow one day. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, even still, I yeah. feel like, I don't know. I don't know if they should tell her. Like, yes, but no. It's one of those things. We have so many secrets in this stupid book. I know. It's like, does Nesta deserve to know? I think so. Yeah. I think assuming that Nesta's spite is so deep Mm -hmm. that she would do something to hurt them is incorrect. Right. Like, Nesta's been a bitch. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. But, like, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's not going to kill anybody. anybody. She's only hurt herself mm-hmm. other than like verbally. Right. <laughs> verbally, she's hurt quite a few people. But it's like, you think she's going to switch from just being bitchy to like evil? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think that's so. fair. No. So I, I think Amran's like way off base here. Yeah. And Cassian tells her that too. And as backs him up. Yeah. Which like I appreciated them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, but like Reese is telling them like Amran, you know, Amran's decision holds. Yeah. Um, I'd be pissed. Yeah. If I was them, honestly. I, I would be too. So, but then Amron leaves and reminds them, like, do not unsheath them. Like, right. explicitly saying this. Right. Um, and of course. <laughs> of course our boys are going to. But before that, we kind of pivot um, to Reese telling Az and Cass about him visiting, like, Draken and Miriam. Yeah. A little update on trying to find a solution for Feyre. <sighs> It's not good news. No. Apparently, like, they have flexible wings, so it's, like, not an issue for them. And yeah. it, like, it breaks my heart. He says, I didn't realize how much hope I'd been holding on to until mm. I saw the pity and fear in their faces, until Draken had to embrace me to keep me from falling apart. I just, I feel so bad. I do feel so bad. And I still, part of me is, like, you need to tell Feyre. Mm-hmm. But his reasoning, like, when Cassian says, like, why won't you tell her? He says, because I can't bring myself to give her that fear to take away one bit of the joy in her eyes every time she puts her hand on her belly. That just made me so sad. I know. Someone who is very pregnant, that hit very (laughs) hard. I was like, oh, no. But it's like like the next sentence, like it kills me too. He says, I keep myself busy, but there is no one to bargain with for her life. No amount of wealth to buy it. Nothing that I can do to save her. It's like I, I, he's never encountered an experience where there wasn't something like whether it's his power, his money, right. his something. His self. Like he sold himself essentially to Amarantha right. to protect his court. Like he has no boundaries when it comes to right. what he's willing to give up. But there is but literally nothing. nothing. Oh, it's so sad. I know. <sighs> well, and then I think kind of Cassian trying to like pull him out of that a little bit is like, right. okay, well, like. Now let's try to unsheath the sword. Let, let's <laughs> at least look at them. Let's at least look at them. Use your power. We won't touch them. Yeah. Just look at them. Mm-hmm. And Reese kind of like does that with his. Right. But his, the, the swords are like fighting against his power. Yeah. But he's able to. And it says the sword truly glowed like moonlight lay with metal. 
Iridescent sparks danced along the blade, pure crackling magic. The light danced and spurted as if an invisible hammer still struck it. It just sounds pretty. (laughs) I know it's supposed to be scary, but like it sounds really pretty. It does. It sounds very like awe worthy. Yes. Um, and well, we also learned, well, okay. Amarin shows up. She's like, you literally, I love that. Like she was probably like stepped right outside the door and was just like, let me give it five minutes. Let me set a timer and yeah. see what happens. She's like, you idiots. Like, of course I knew you would try to look at these swords. Yep. He, they didn't touch him. No, they followed her rules. So funny. Um, but one of the things they talked about is another blade that had been made before mm-hmm. that again, the flag goes up for I me know. Um, because apparently Amarantha at one point had a blade. It was called Narbin mm-hmm. and it, it says rumor claims she dumped one into the sea. It would not come to Amarantha's hand nor the hands of any of her commanders. And rather than let the King of Hybern attain it, she disposed of it. And she says that it was this, sword narbin and she says at least that's what rumor said you were under the mountain then reese she would have kept it a secret i only heard from a fleeing water nymph that it had been done and it's just kind of like why would she do that i don't know also is this sword jay chilling at the bottom of an ocean <laughs> waiting to be found it's, i mean that's where the mask was it was in the bottom of a bog so like so, why not why not um but so that again flag goes up for me of <laughs> feel like you're gonna come back later i know um but then amarin goes on basically like a tangent about how these three blades right here are so powerful mm-hmm. and that resand could use them to make himself high king of all Perithian. yeah which he's not into it's just this whole conversation like i literally typed it all out because mm-hmm. i just i was so it was so interesting, like, because all of them were chiming in with, like, different reasons. Yeah. And I'm just going to read it all. Do like, it. Because I feel like it. Because everybody, because I feel like we can discuss, like, certain people's opinions. And yeah. it's like, okay, so he says, I, Reese says, I do not want to be high king. There is no need to discuss it. Amran says, yours is a terrible and beautiful power, Resand. You have three magic blades before you, each a kingmaker in its own right. Because really, like, you only need one. Like, wh- what do yeah. you need three swords for? Um, and yet you would rather share that power. Keep to your borders. Why? He says, why do you want me to turn conqueror? Which again, why? Why Why? do you want him to turn conqueror? That's not him. She says, um, why do you shy from the power that is your birthright? And Reese says, where is this talk coming from? And now as chips in, he says, we are weakened, all seven courts, even more at odds with each other and with the rest of the world since the war. If Monastery and Valahan march on us, if Rask joins with them, we will not withstand it. Not with Baron already turned against us and allied with Briallen. Not if Tamlin cannot master his guilt and grief and become what he is once was. Which, like, okay, is does that really justify, though, like, him trying to be a high king just because, like, you don't know if all this stuff will happen. Yeah. Like, so to, like, preemptively go make yourself high king i feel like you're gonna make the land go even it'll be worse worse. like those kinds of things it gets worse before it gets better right because wouldn't they all side then against having a high king and like all band together and like fight you right i don't think you would be so easily united no i don't think so either um and then cassian chimes in he says but a land united under one king and queen armed with such power and objects our enemies would hesitate but how long would it take to get there right so Reese responds, he says, if you think for one moment that Pharaoh would be remotely interested in being high queen, you're delusional, mm-hmm. which I agree. But I also agree with Amran. She says, Pharaoh would see it as a necessary evil to protect your child from being born into a war. She would do what is necessary. And I, I kind of agree with Amran. I feel like Pharaoh would step up to do that because she thinks she's protecting everyone. Maybe. You know, it's possible. Um, and then Reese responds to her. He says, and I won't, I will not be high king. I will not consider it not today and not in a century. Then Amron says, then explain to me why after thousands of years, objects that once crowned and aided the old Fae have returned. The last time a high king ruled Prithian, it was with a magic sword in his hand. Look at that great sword before you Reesand, and tell me it is not a sign from the cauldron itself. Ooh. I'm like, kind of seems like it. Cassian says, it was a fluke, Amran. Nesta didn't make it on purpose. And she says, nothing is a fluke, which I agree. Yep. The cauldron's power flows through Nesta and can use her as a puppet without her knowledge. Mm. It wanted those weapons made, and thus they were made. 
It wanted Resand to have them, and thus the blacksmith brought them to you, to you, Resand, not to Nesta. And do not forget that Nesta herself, and Elaine, with whatever power she has, is here. Farah is here. All three sisters blessed by fate and gifted with powers to match your own. Farah alone doubles your strength. Nesta makes you unstoppable. Which, like, I don't like that she's making it as if, like, Nesta's, like, his, like, belonging. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that gives me bad vibes, too. I know. Especially if she were to march into battle wearing the mask. No enemy could stand against her. She'd slay barren soldiers, then raise them from the dead and turn them on him. And Reese responds, I will not entertain this ridiculous notion for another moment. And Amarin says, very well, Resand, but know that the cauldron's benevolence will only extend to you for so long before it is offered to another. Which, like, that's, like, a weird, like, creepy warning. Like, okay, well, if you don't step up, like, is somebody else going to get these, like, troves? Which also, like, puts pressure on him. It's like, well, how do you stop that? Right. Like, do I have to do this to stop that? Right. But when Amarin's talking about Feyre and Nesta, it's very much in the context of war. So I'm like... So what, we just have to, like, beat everybody into submission? Like, is that what you want? Like, that's not our style. Like, it's not our style. Yeah. Ugh. That whole conversation was just, like, it was so odd for Amran to be pushing that. But then it's, like, Azrael was chiming in and, like, yeah. not encouraging, but it's, like, this this makes sense. And same yeah. with Cassian. So I was just really surprised that they would. But part of me is wondering, like, how long has Amran been thinking about this? I don't know. Like, I'm sure for a while, but I feel like once she saw those swords, she was like, this is it. This is yeah. when we can make the move. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure Reese would do a great job as High King, but like, yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. It again makes me question like where, like who Amran was before she was Amran. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if any of those like tendencies yeah. or those characteristics from her early self, which mm-hmm. is technically gone because. Right. That happened in Wings and Ruin, but I wonder if any of that is, like, lingering in her and, like, starting to come out right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Very. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But, yeah. So now. That's where we leave is. Just, like, make you got, you got to make a choice soon. I know. So. And then that's chapter 42. So on to 43. Yeah, last one. Uh, So summary is Nesta and Cassian have a chat with Eris at the spring court before being interrupted by its master. What were your thoughts? Nesta was made for the political game. I love her. Oh my gosh, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is honestly like one of my well, the heiress part was one of my favorites. <laughs> I had a hard time with her approach to Tamlin. But of course you did. It was harsh. He's. I. We'll get, we'll into get to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so chapter forty-three. We basically are in the spring court. Mm-hmm. Reese just dropped Cassie and Nesta off. And again, poor Cassian is affected by allergies. We <laughs> empathize. We empathize, Cassian. They're hanging out and waiting for Eris, yep. um, who is late, but eventually he does mm-hmm. arrive. Um, what do you What you notice about Eris? I mean, he just cuts right to it. Like, yeah. what you know? What's the news? Basically, yeah. Cassian tells him straight up, like they killed all the soldiers except two. Yep. So like, we found them. I know, but most of them are dead. Yeah. Sorry. But like Eris, I mean, Eris is being a dick. He's like trying to rile him up saying like, of course, he only left two alive. And well, I'm I sure he didn't want to spare the others. And I, I honestly don't know if Eris felt like he was riling them up. I felt like this was one of the few times Eris was just kind of like, really? You mm-hmm. just you, you killed all my people. Yeah. You could you couldn't have done any better. I guess that's true. I always just assume he's trying to rile. I know. I, I, that's funny to that. I'm pointing out that I think <laughs> he actually had a little bit of a. Yeah. Point here, because I think as he's not like the high lord yet, but like right. second in command, I'm assuming basically, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I understood his questioning a bit, but also, yeah, that was just the situation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I do think Nesta, yes. at this point, was very clever because you know Cassian mentions like, well, Azrael had an ash arrow shot through him, like we did our best, yeah. And um, Nesta's kind of like connecting these dots, and she goes. But I wonder, did Brialin arm the soldiers with those ash arrows? Or did they come from your private armory? And it's like, mmm. Mm. And it's like Eris blinked. The only confirmation required. And then Nesta goes, who are you storing those arrows for? Enemies abroad or an enemy at home? And Eris held her stare. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And Nesta said, would an ash arrow through the heart kill a high lord? And Eris' face paled. Mm-hmm. She 
caught on immediately. Yeah. So she is good at this game. She's very good. She's very sharp. Mm-hmm. And, and she definitely stepped in to help because like, she was getting mad about him attacking Cassian. Right. So she was like stepping up to defend him. Yeah. So Well, and the truth is, is Eris did not have contacts to no. really what happened there. Um, but I appreciated, like, even after that kind of, like, session with Eris, and I think this is the, like, general in him who, like, mm-hmm. can empathize with someone losing right. soldiers. He says, you know, I regret that I couldn't save more of your soldiers, Eris. I really do. The remaining two will be sent back to you today, uh, though they remain in the crown's thrall. But I'm not your enemy either. Brialin and Koshe are our enemies, both of ours. If the families of those soldiers need anything, I will gladly give what I can to help them. Yeah. And that does not feel fake. No. It, that is just... That's- Cassian's never fake. That's the thing. Yeah. He's always honest. Like, exactly. Like, what he feels. So. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, it's so funny. Speaking of that, he mm-hmm. kind of, like, at one point puts his hand on Nesta's back. And, you know, Nesta's thinking, like, um, did Cassian have any idea of the things he left vulnerable for people like Eris to strike at? He lived too honestly, too boldly to notice or care. She couldn't help but admire it. Hmm. It is sweet. It Although, is sweet. I love those qualities about yeah. Cassian. But but it's like you can see why he's not made to be a courtier. No. Because <laughs> Eris starts making digs about it. Like yep. he notices that like Cassian's hand is on Nesta's back. Exactly. So, but they are um, interrupted by Tamlin. Who yep. is not, I mean, they've been using the spring court as like this meeting ground because yeah. it's like nobody's there. Exactly. And then to actually see Tamlin, like, like that oh. was so surprising. And he's in his beast form. Yep. Which is terrifying mm-hmm. and nesta like instantly recognizes him because like like that's the beast that broke into their little shack yeah oh yeah it's terrible i know um and i also like you it's so it you're starting to see her like process what mm-hmm. had happened to them yeah and she says you know nesta didn't care if he'd come to help during that final battle with highburn Tamlin had hurt Feyre unforgivably. It had never concerned her before. Irked her, yes, but Nesta found her fingers curling, found her lip peeling back from her teeth as she snarled. Her youngest sister had been taken by this male because Nesta herself hadn't been able to face him. Tamlin had even looked at her and asked if she would go in Feyre's place, and she had said no because she was a hateful, horrible coward. She would not be a coward now. And I'm just like... I, I appreciated her empowerment there of like, mm-hmm. you know what? I let him scare me before mm-hmm. he hurt my sister. It, it's that, that never again thing. Like, yeah. we're not going to do that again. Never mm-hmm. again. I will not cow to him. Yeah. And I like that. I do too. But it like, I find it interesting that it's like, it never bothered her before that Tamlin took. It irked her. It irked her. But now, <laughs> now it's like, but I was like, all this time, it never, like all it ever did was irk you. I just I don't think she was processing anything. I think she's finally with the with the exercise, with the mind stilling, with the work. Yeah. I think she's finally processing these pieces of trauma. That's crazy. It's like, she like she was right. Like Tamlin was like, "Did you do you want to go in her place?" And she mm-hmm. said, "No." Yeah. And so what did she probably do? She probably shut off that part of her brain mm-hmm. and just didn't even think about how bad it was for Feyre because yeah. of the guilt she would feel of not stepping up to take care of her sister like yeah. i think that's why it had only irked her before it's because she didn't let herself think about it well it, like i question it because she tried to go save Feyre. like she literally tried to go cross yeah. the wall so like clearly it was on her mind right so that's why i'm like that's all it did was irk you like i feel like it couldn't mm. an irking is not enough to like make nesta archer on go right. try to cross the wall like right. i feel like you must have like hated yourself like it wasn't hatred for what Taylor yeah. did to farah it's just like what you didn't step up yeah and it still feels like that way it still feels like she's not as empathetic towards farah as she is towards like healing herself yeah. in this moment and it just i That's mean like fair. it's like i'm not mad i'm just i find it interesting that it's like she still doesn't feel like that way towards Farah, or like yeah. feel the sympathy for Farah when it's like she's just like feeling it for herself right like that I won't be a coward again but it's like what about Farah? yeah I think she's starting to starting get to I'm just like surprised yeah that it's like this is the moment when you're finally yeah feeling something um but she's basically like going toe-to-toe with Tamlin and Tamlin's like I have every right to kill you and she's like but you're not because yeah. you suck so deal with it 
Um, and like Tamlin's trying to be like snarky right back. He's like, you're exactly as nasty as your sister said you were. And she's like, I'd hate to disappoint. So like <laughs> they're having a delightful exchange there. Um, and she kind of like reels into Tamlin about having gone into the cauldron, what happened with Elaine, what happened with Hybern, what happened with Feyre. And then she points at Tamlin. Oh my gosh. And it says Nesta pointed at Tamlin. The ground shook. Woo! Tamlin shrank back from her outstretched finger, claws digging into the earth. Put that finger down, you witch. Nesta smiled. I'm glad you remember what happened to the last person I pointed at. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm like freaking out. That's very intense. That's like, I don't know. I, okay, I'm sorry. Like Tamlin does not deserve to die in the same way that Hybern deserves to die. I mean. Your face, what? <laughs> I don't, I, I hate Tamlin. I can't. I know, but like. It's Hi- not the same. Highburn is the one that actually put you into the cauldron. Like Tamlin's the one who actually took her to Highburn. Yes. Not knowing I, what would happen. <laughs> Come I on. I still don't believe that bullshit. Come I will on. never believe that he did not think that something. Did, did he know that Highburn would put them in the cauldron? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Did he not realize that something bad might happen to them because Highburn is fucking evil because he acknowledges probably he, probably so like still but it's it not doesn't the same matter. as actual actually doing it is not that's that's worse he is just as much of an he's just as badly complicit in my opinion he's an enabler I feel like in that situation he's complicit yes it's the same thing Okay, well then should Farah and Reese and everybody else be penalized for being complicit in allowing Nesta to self-destruct? Like, should they all be? That's not the same thing. That's not the it's same thing. It's being complicit. I think I think if they had, you know what? I think earlier at the beginning of this book, mm-hmm. when they weren't doing anything, they were being complicit. Yes. But then they pivoted and they intervented. Uh, Tamlin, Tamlin is trying to get people off his land. I That's just, not. I don't think he should be blamed the same way. Like he does not deserve the finger pointing of "I'm going to kill you." Basically. I mean, I think she was just trying to scare him off. I'm sure she was, but I'm just. But saying. like, if Tamlin died, I don't think I would cry. <laughs> Clearly, whatever anyone wants to do with him, I'm like, fine. Yes, that was great. Give Tamlin another bad day. He deserves it. Mm. I'm sorry. It's okay. I can't. I can't not be who I am. The Taurus in me won't let me. I and I just have to keep trying to forgive him. So it's fine. <laughs> and me. And by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah. So they, Nesta tells Tamlin, like, you will not, like, tell anybody, basically. Yep. About us leave. being here. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Nesta is back at home. Yes. Mm. I love Nesta's little, like. Mm, monologue in- yeah tier- in wait internal monologue internal monologue yeah <laughs> on this do you want to read it yeah so she's in the library and the house sends her a glass of milk which is just like i mean to me that's like disgusting but like i'm glad she's so appreciative <laughs> of it oh listen she's lactose intolerant that's why it's disgusting a, gl- a warm glass of milk is nice so they say <laughs> um but she, she says the spring court had felt stagnant hollow Empty despite its growing life, but this house was alive. It welcomed her. It wanted her to wa- wanted her to grow and thrive. It was a place where she might rest or explore, where she could be whoever and whatever she wished. Was that what home was? Which like <laughs> so sweet. she had never learned. But this place, yes, home might be a good name for it. Perhaps that was what Farah had felt too when she left the spring court and come to these lands. Perhaps Farah had fallen in love with this court as much as she had its ruler. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, yeah. I but just... it's such a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, there's something that's like. Creepy. Creepy. Like the library. Why is the library always creepy? I know. <laughs> is not in the pit anymore. I know. And yet Nesta is seeing the heart of the black pit expanding and contracting throbbing a wild beat 
Yeah, I don't like, like that. What? I know. What is down there? I don't know. But thankfully, before it was Briaxis. It's right. like he's not there. What is what's left? I don't know. But we were thankfully interrupted by Cassian. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, he appears and Nessa just seems to feel bad for the things that she said to Cassian in the past. Like mm-hmm. she's just reflecting on like everything negative that Eris was saying. Yeah. And she's like, I called him so much worse. Mm. And I'm like, Yes, yes, you did. Yes, yeah. you did. And I'm glad you're realizing how bad you were to him. Right. So, oh, and then we end on her saying, I can't believe Favor ever loved Tamlin, which, you know, going back and rereading Akator, I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cassian kind of agrees and says, like, Tamlin never deserved her. And she says, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's how the chapter ended. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. That was our section. That was this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do chapters 44 through 50. Oh, that's a big section. Lots of short chapters. Which though. I like the short chapters, I like personally. The short chapters, too. But we've got, it's a lot of tension. Okay. Not sexual tension. Oh, okay. There, I think, <laughs> I can't remember if there's some sexy time in this, but there's a lot of interpersonal mm. turmoil Ooh. that's coming. So next week's going to be intense emotionally. Yep. Get ready for the roller coaster. And we'll talk more next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.